baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, uh, Jimmy's computer froze, and we oh we got okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just juggle things here. This is what we do. Uh, we're talking about the Republican presidential debate last night. Two people hitting the stage: Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Of course, uh, former President Trump was on Fox News yesterday. A lot going on, and uh, to help sort through some of it with us is uh, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. It's Tim Pawlenty, former Minnesota governor, governor and former presidential candidate. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, first off, talking about the importance of Iowa as time has gone on. It's still an important place for candidates to do well. And and this was uh, a crucial time for Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. It sure was. And good morning, Vanita, to you and to your listeners. And I think Iowa remains, you know, an initial signal in the race. I will say at this point, with it coming up so quickly, it does appear that President Trump uh, has a commanding lead. And so uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are vying for trying to exceed expectations and, you know, a better than expected second place. And I think whoever comes in third there will be viewed in, in relative terms as, you know, a disappointing finish. And I think for for Nikki, then she's going to try to build on that momentum into New Hampshire. And with uh, Chris Christie dropping out, you know, many of his supporters will go to Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. Um, but if DeSantis drops out, you know, a lot of his supporters are going to go to Trump. So there could be sort of an offset as between who drops out when, uh, relative to whether those voters go to Trump or, or to Nikki Haley. I want to ask you about the polling. So yesterday I heard an interesting story that uh, when these pollsters will call some of these people in Iowa and say, you know, who you're going to vote for, some of these people feel pressured is what this story mentioned in saying that they're going to vote for Trump because they're not sure who's calling them and who knows their number, that type of thing, and feeling like, oh, I better, you know, toe the line and say Trump, but maybe they would vote someone else. How how do you, accurate do you think some of this polling is? That's a great point, especially in Iowa, when so much of this is uh, under, I should say underground, but certainly grassroots activity that is hard to measure. And let's point out one other thing. A lot of people, including me, don't answer the phone unless you recognize the incoming call as somebody on your contacts list. And right. So, I think there's a good number, a very large number of people who are going to show up to those caucuses who actually have not been, uh, you know, formally polled or formally registered, you know, correctly going into the caucuses. So I think there is room for a surprise, at least a relative surprise in the outcome in Iowa. I think Trump is still going to win. But I think the, the so-called prize is going to be does somebody, uh, you know, do better than expected in a stronger second place finish than expected. 724, we're talking to Tim Pawlenty, former Minnesota governor. And, of course, he's been on that stage as a presidential candidate. Can you walk us through what that was like and this whole process for these candidates? Sure. Well, of course, it's a, it's a big moment with a lot of attention. And, of course, as things have evolved, Benita, it's not just the event, the stage itself for these debates or forums. It's which clips or which um, moments get you know taken out of that and then put out on social media or on the follow-on coverage that ensues. And so... 
you know, the candidates are aware of that. Most people don't watch the debates. They don't sit there for an hour or two and watch the whole thing. They just watch the clip on YouTube or, you know, Instagram or someplace like that. And you're mindful of having a moment that is going to be clip worthy or click worthy. And they also tell you, you know, the vast majority of the live viewers are watching the first half hour or 45 minutes, but not the rest of it. So whatever you're going to do, do it quickly and do it in a way that attracts social media, you know, replays or clicks. And it's unfortunate, but that's sort of what our politics has boiled down to. It's so true. I mean, you nailed it there with that. And then I got to ask you specifically related to those clickable moments and those things that just grab voters or listeners or viewers. Uh, this question that now seems to be asked at the end of every debate, what do you like about your opponent? Did you hate that question? And, and what are they trying to get? And how do you even answer that? It's a nice question, I think, because it's a bit of a, a human moment where, you know, you can actually treat each other as humans. Some people try to damn each other with faint praise. Well, they'll say they like something that's really a weakness or an annoying feature of the other person. But I, I think it's better. You're better served to point out something that you authentically like about the other person that maybe doesn't give them advantage. And so. It's a, I think it's a good human moment in the debates. I kind of like the question, actually. Okay. Okay. Good to get that perspective from you. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Happy to do it. Thank you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.